Welcome, marketologists, to another marketing strategy session. Today, I have Ryan Weber on with me, and we're going to talk about branding. Um, we'll talk about getting in front of the right people with the right message. And so um, he and his team actually um, help companies do that. They're out of North Carolina, and um, they help you get in front of people on different platforms. And, and you might not know, but there are different things that you need to know when branding yourself, depending on the platform that you're on. So Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Great, great. So, you know, we use the word branding in so many different ways nowadays, but um, when it comes to branding companies, um, what are some of the first things that a company should think about uh, when, you know, just in branding in general? So, there's a couple of things that I really focus on and, and one with branding is the consistency. So you've got to have your clear, consistent message, uh, clear, consistent colors, fonts, logos, and, you know, especially with these newer businesses that start out, they get really excited about, you know, getting to do whatever they want because they have nothing holding them back. But the more consistent you can get, what I want people is to be able to see a color and resonate that with your business because they okay. see it so much with your business. And that's how you can kind of start building a brand that people resonate with and recognize just in the, those local markets specifically. Okay. So like Coca-Cola red. Yeah. Coca-Cola's red. They even patent that. That's yeah. near red. Yeah. And so, you know, you get a lot of businesses where they want to um, have multiple different logos or 15 different types of logos. And it's like, that's fine, but no one's ever going to recognize your main logo or no one's ever going to recognize your main font or color. So try and get consistent with that. Every single time you post something, you do something, you wear something, it's always very, very consistent. And now it's recognizable for your business. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I know with big corporations, they have their style guides, they have uh, sheets with everything. I remember one time, uh, one of my clients uh, used to drive me crazy. It was E-Trade. And they <laughs> had a special way to write E-Trade with special font. And the font, the word E-Trade is actually two different fonts. It's not hmm. all one font. So whenever you write up any documents and send to them, you would have to write it with the two fonts. Do you know how long it takes to write a document that every time you get to the word e-trade you had to write it a special way with special fonts man but that that's how detailed they were it, it was it was down to that yeah and when you start looking at those big corporations that's what they do and that's how they build these brands that are recognizable globally and for a small business you know you get excited but if you want to mimic what people have been doing successfully that's what it is. And if you can do that on a small local level, you're going to be very, very successful. Cool, cool. So what's the difference between the different platforms? So, you know, we see the different content out, uh, images, videos, um, you know, all kinds of different ways people are putting things out. But a lot of, lot of uh, companies like to put out the same thing across all platforms. You know, what's the differences when you're branding yourself across different platforms? Well, I mean, think about just restaurants or, or any place you go, each place that you visit, you expect a different thing. You don't want to have the same thing every single time you go to the same place. 
If mm-hmm. you go to Facebook, you go to Facebook to get a certain thing. Typically, Facebook, you're going to um, those personalized groups, you know, mommy groups, uh, local groups, and you're trying to connect with people on kind of that personal level. That's where typically the older generation gets to go see pictures about their grandkids. And so that's what Facebook's really good for. So when you're thinking about creating content, you're trying to relate to those types of people. Now, if you created something for Instagram that was quick, flashy, snappy, you know, you've got the three second attention span on Instagram and then you post it on Facebook, it's probably not going to do as well. Okay. And vice versa on YouTube, where you have people wanting to watch longer form content, how to's almost like a TV show. Like people will turn on YouTube and watch it as their TV platform. And okay. if you post that on Instagram, it's going to perform terribly because each platform has their own identity that people go there for specific things. Okay. Okay. Now, do you? suggest putting together an editorial calendar for each platform or taking long content and just cutting it up for the different platforms? It depends on how much time and how big of a team you have. Um, Ideally, you're going to customize everything for each platform. How much time and how much team you have? Well, that depends on how much you can do of that. Um, To maximize longer form content, you can then cut it down and and make it specific for each smaller platform. So um, I typically like to start with what I call like my pillar piece of content, which would be a long form podcast or a YouTube video or something that's longer form. And that's my pillar piece of content that, hey, we're starting here. And from that, we can basically make micro pieces of content, smaller pieces of content that can go on these other platforms to drive traffic back to my main piece of content. Okay. Okay. All right. So you start big and then then basically work it down. Um, and I know based on the business and audience, you may, you know, it may change depending mm-hmm. on your, what you offer. Um, so like if you're, let's say a health in the health and, and fitness, um, or you're into something like makeup, you might do more Instagram because it's more visual and pictures and so forth. But in a general case, you'll look at something longer and then you'll work your way down. It's just, uh, it's easier. You can get more more bang for your buck that way. Um, and okay. I typically work with businesses kind of $3 million and under. Okay. Um, I don't like working with the larger businesses. It's just not my, it's not my specialty. I like the smaller, you know, more personalized touched. And so if we can create one thing that's longer, I can then create 10 things off of that one time that we're together recording a video. Okay. Okay. Now, in the longer content, how does live streams go into that? I mean, you know, now everybody wants to live stream, but a lot of live streams aren't, um, I guess you would say, professionally produced. It's more Mm -hmm. just camera and go. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of getting into how professional do you want to look like appearance goes a long way. And I say that as I'm not looking the greatest because we just had this whole beautiful setup. And then uh, of course, zoom didn't want to work, but um, you know, we have right now, I mean, I've got $6,000 set up right here just for our live streaming because when I do zoom calls, I want to look the part. I want people to say, Oh my gosh, if that dude can look like that on a zoom call, imagine what, I would pay them for. Yeah. And so same thing with people's in their, their business. If you're putting out a a iPhone zoom or a iPhone live stream, that's fine. It works. It gets your message across. I'm not saying it's bad, 
But just imagine if you were doing something highly pro- professional, you know, if you ha- sell a higher end product and you make it look two or three cameras, actual cameras, um, good audio, someone's going to look at that and say, man, I want to pay that person a higher price because I can see that the money goes into, you know, whatever they're producing. Yeah. And that brings me to another point. I mean, you know, we had a good chuckle earlier uh, with the setup and, and getting ready for this show. And, you know, I would say this in, in, in I guess you would say dumbness. Um, how important it is, how important is it to have a backup when you're doing the, the, the production? Well, that's uh, rolling, rolling with the punches. That's owning a business because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I got here an hour before our meeting to get everything set up. Um, I had it set up. I tested it with you know my video producers over here, and I tested it on my own Zoom call with him. He's like, man, you look great. It sounds great. Awesome. I'm like, yes, we're going we're gonna to look really good. We, we start, and my screen's black. And I'm like, where's my camera? So immediately, we just switch over to the the camera on the computer and it's like, it doesn't sound as good as I want it to, but still, you know, you, you can't just not do it. In my opinion, something's better than nothing. Done's better than perfect. Yeah. And, and everybody, to be honest, he, he really just dumbed it down because I mean, if he would have had his at that professional level then my side would have looked bad. So to help with the host looking not so bad, he, really just dumbed it down so i, I was being nice right <laughs> yeah so it, so it wasn't like you know nbc versus home video <laughs> so basically that's what it was um, no i mean it's just something that we enjoy because i i mean i have a video studio so yeah. behind me we have a whole setup that we're getting ready to shoot we're doing a capital campaign for a local uh, charity that is trying to raise $5 million to their capital campaign for a new building. So we're getting ready to record somebody over here that's worth $100 million because they just said they're going to donate $500,000 of this campaign. Wow. So this is the kind of stuff I have. So why not just utilize the things that I already have and use to make my Zoom meetings look really, really good? We actually have a YouTube video coming out tomorrow. <laughs> When okay. this is released, it's actually already going to be out, but it's how to make your Zoom meetings look more professional. And I walk people through the audio, the video, the background, how you can just look better on Zoom. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Send me that link. I can't wait <laughs> to see that. I, I tinker so much with mine. And, and a lot of times, like you said, just getting it out is more important. And there'll mm-hmm. be a lot of times I'll tinker and I'll tinker with, with looks and lights and backgrounds and things of that nature. And, um, miss the real goal is to get it out. I mean, you know, so that's very important. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of live by, um, you know, the done is better than perfect model. And then, you know, I start, I was talking to my videographer earlier and, you know, some of our projects will say, does it need to be a Picasso or does it need to be a finger painting? How professionally done does it need to be? Because some of them like, you know, I got a guy that's worth a hundred million dollars. It needs to be a Picasso. But some of them, that's a YouTube video that I'm producing. Like, I know what I need to put out. I need it out there. It just needs to be a finger painting. If if it's not perfect, I don't Mm -hmm. care. Just get it out there. It's more important to get the information out there to help people. And and that's another thing that I want to bring up. There are some um, pieces of content that do very well that are poorly produced. And Mm -hmm. I know when I I consult um, 
bigger corporations with bigger budgets and bigger resources, it drives them crazy because they've got a person that's like shooting it from their cell phone. They've got all these views, all this attention. And they're like, wow, that's not, you know, a really even a good piece of footage. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I was talking with a guy that he's uh, worked with, um, I think Nickelodeon. And he was mm-hmm. saying it was Nickelodeon. He was saying that he had all the professional cameras to shoot the show. But when they're in the tube, he was using his iPhone mm-hmm. and they liked the iPhone footage more than the professional footage. But you're looking at an audience that, you know, children, you know, they're used to seeing iPhone type of material. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of uh, figure out what's the best voice, I would say, for like a better term for a company? Well, and that's what I talked to the the business owner for, you know, what is their goal? Who's their, their target audience? Who's the intended purpose? How are we going to distribute this piece of content that we're creating? Because all of that goes into how it's going to be shot. I've actually talked to a couple of my big, big video company friends that, you know, they'll do $30,000, $40,000 videos. Mm-hmm. And some of these massive companies that have hired them, Nike, and they said, actually, um, we just want you to use the phone. Like, just go out and shoot this on your phone. But we're going to hire you because we know your video talent, but we need it shot on an iPhone. And it's like, wow, like I have a $50,000 camera, cinema quality should be on Netflix, but you're preferring my iPhone and that's what you want. Wow. So it just all depends on how it's going to be distributed. You know, where, what's your target audience going to be most attracted to and what's going to mo- look the most natural for them to want to consume that piece of content. Okay. Now I know this is the million dollar question that all the business owners are going to want to know. And that is, well, I would say the business owners and the producers, what is the backpack that you bring with you? What are the things that you need to bring with you when dealing with a professionally produced video team? Uh, we only need three things, really. I, I bring a camera, good video camera. Um, it's nothing crazy. I have the Sony A7S III that we we use. Like we, we use and abuse it. It can take photos, 12 megapixel photos. Great for social media. It's nothing that's going to go in a on a billboard, but it, we do social media. It's content. Mm-hmm. Um, a good lens. Um, I bring a light because lighting is more important than the camera. And oh wow! Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and then audio. So if you look at importance, lighting is most important. Audio is second most important, and camera is the least important. Okay, that's all wow. we need. Wow, that, that's an interesting um, uh, menu right there. I mean, you would think that the first thing everybody would say is the camera. Well, I have to have this red dragon. I have to have this, that camera, but wow, lighting and, and then yeah. audio. Yeah, okay. so we actually, we've gone from all of our cinema cameras down to a smaller setup just because we can do things quicker. We can produce it faster. We can shoot more. It's less conspicuous. We don't have to get questions asked of what we're doing. And so it actually has worked out better for us to go down to a smaller camera over the $15,000 cinema cameras. Wow. So no more of the cameraman looking like a news crew holding this big thing on his <laughs> <Nope>. shoulder. <laughs> nope. Wow. And then Yeah, no, I mean, it's a very, very simple setup for us to be very, very successful. Um, okay. But understanding how 
important audio is people will ignore a bad quality video if they can listen to it mm-hmm. because a lot of times you'll just put your phone down and listen if it's really really good audio but if you have a really really high produced video and the audio is terrible you're not going to keep watching okay that makes sense that so makes i look at the audio as as very very important and then the camera doesn't matter as much as if you understand how to light your subject and and make the light appealing to the the video and then really it's the camera's just the tool to capture it okay okay well cool that's how people can get away with the phone versions of absolutely wow wow and then when somebody is coming to you what is the thing that they should have in their backpack what do you tell them bring with you like we talked about style guides you know bring with you these things so we can put it together yeah. So the first thing I always talk to these, these people that I work with about like a video that we're doing is you have to know who specifically you're talking to and what you're specifically saying. Everything is super, super specific. You can't go broad. We're not trying to go wide. We're trying to get as, as in-depth and deep as possible on one subject and one person. Like I want it to be like your neighbor, Jeff. You are talking only to Jeff for this whole video because there's 700 other Jeffs out there that want your service. Okay. okay. Because it's going to make them much more relatable and much more charismatic for that one person. And then make another video for Susie because Susie and Jeff have different problems. You're going to talk to them completely different. So okay. I'd rather make more specific videos than one really broad video for everybody. Okay. And do y'all work on a script beforehand? I don't or- script. No scripting. I want it. I want it from the heart. I want you to roll with it. I want to hear your normal, how you would normally sound, because if you script it, you're going to sound like a robot, in my opinion. Okay. I want some personality. I want some feelings. I want to hear from the heart. um, And people will definitely feel that. Okay. And I've been hearing that a lot. I mean, in a lot of the interviews I've been hearing, you know, being authentic, being, you know, just you. Um, and I, we I actually it, don't cut out the us and ums a lot because I want them to see like, this is a human. This is a normal person just like you. Okay. Wow. You know how <laughs> hard that is to do when you're trying to do it? Oh, yes. You know, it, it's like, it's funny because when you're not thinking about it, it's easy. But, um, when you're trying to be, I guess you would say real, mm-hmm. um, it's hard. And that's what I think what companies struggle with when you're used to being a machine and you, you've got these YouTubers and these kids that do it so well, and they're not even trying. Uh, it's because they're just doing it for the camera, doing it for the, whatever social platform. And the company's like, okay, so we've got this professional actor, but we want you to act normal. Yep. And the professional actor's like, what's my motivation? <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> It's like, just act normal. Okay, so what's the scene? <laughs> act normal. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So just that, act that's, normal. That's important. Yeah. And it's hard to act normal when the camera's on. You know, yeah. especially when you're trained to change your personality once the camera's on. 
the biggest compliment I feel like we get anytime we work with a client, no matter if it's on camera, just doing anything, just any marketing we do with them is, man, that was really easy. That didn't, that wasn't hard. I feel like that's the biggest compliment. Cause I mean, that makes them feel like that was very natural. They were themselves and I got the best out of them. Okay, cool, cool. Do you um, have any, see, yeah, going back into the acting, any rituals that you have them do before they start? Like, okay, I want you to calm down, breathe. I want you to do this, do that. And now we'll get started with the taping. So typically I'll talk to somebody. So I don't do much of the recording myself anymore that, uh, you know, I've got the videographer um, that does that. And I do more of the, I guess, directing and just interacting with the, with the people. And so um, I just have a conversation with them. I'm, I'm pretty laid back, easygoing. I like to tell a lot of jokes. And so, you know, I know these people inside and out by the time they get on camera and usually it's some sort of interview piece and they feel very comfortable with me by that time. And they've already relaxed and loosened up. And it's like, Oh, this is just a guy that's here to have fun. And I don't ever call it an interview. I call it a conversation. We're just here to have a conversation. Like you and me are going to talk. I'm looking to get like one good sentence. You can say one good sentence during this, right? And then start laughing like, yeah, I think I got one in me. So, I mean, I try and make it real easy. Cool. Cool. So, so you've uh, put behind the the old Ryan, I heard about (laughs) the coffee cup, throwing up the coffee cups and (laughs) all (laughs) like all the old directors and producers, like, you know, this isn't acceptable. And they start throwing stuff and cursing everybody out and walking out the room and stuff like that. <laughs> now we, uh, we like to just have a bunch of fun because the thing is, I mean, if they have fun, they want to come back and do it again. And you know, yeah. that's how I get repeat business. They go and tell their other business owner friends, man, I worked with this guy and like, we made a video and it was fun. And yeah. I got other people out in the community telling me how cool my video was because they can see it in their personality when they're out there talking about their business it's like man he looks like he's actually enjoying this i want to work with them okay that's cool that's cool well everybody if you're looking to get your video shot um you know reach out to ryan ryan Weber <laughs> marketing um you know he he told me that he put down the coffee cups there's no more ranting <laughs> and throwing things and you know it's just a conversation and you know i hope that you learned a little bit about how to produce your content and you know it's it's not as easy as people think but it's not as difficult as people think as well because you know it can be done um i know people like myself overthink it so it, it really helps when you have somebody that that's what they do and they know how to get the best out of you uh when you're recording so thanks ryan for coming on and and sharing you know, Absolutely. Early morning, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of things to do throughout the day, but um, a lot of great information and some of the key takeaways. You know, be yourself, be authentic, have a good style guide, get good lighting first, good audio second, and then worry about the the, the video camera. You know, quality um, is very important, and and that's things I think they'll take away some of the myths that we've been thinking. It goes into when it comes to creating video content. Yeah, for sure. I 100% agree. (laughs) Cool. Well, everybody, we'll see you on the next marketing strategy session, and I hope you have a productive day. Thanks, Jeff.